three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. Quarantine was unforeseen. <laughs> I should have bought a submarine or 17 Clementines. I don't know. I threw 17 in there. It's episode 17. People know why we're here, right? I don't have to put in episode every every rhyme, right? Right? People know, right? Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, that was uh, yikes. Let's be real, okay? During quarantine, if you had a submarine, you were pretty good. Talk about isolation. See, see, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Okay. See, hashtag. I, deep I might shit. be coming around to it. Yeah. Hashtag deep shit. <laughs> a sub may be worth seventeen clementines. Ooh. Oh, 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 I'm stealing Ooh. that. Not giving any credit. Alec, how are we doing this week? Oh, man, we are. Uh, our our mood's going to be very dependent tonight. The uh, the Bulls just tipped against the Hornets, so um, oh. we're going to see how this goes. My mood could be going up throughout this episode. It could go down. We could just kind of be in the same uh, the same state. But uh, we got some sower news today. Um, we got a NBA reserve or All Star reserves um, about an hour and a half ago. So we got, uh, we got plenty to talk about. Very a lot of controversy, and uh, it's episode seventeen. So we got to uh, we got to work on the pun for next week. Big one next week with eighteen. You got a a full week to prepare, but um, we'll go. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, and that's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, even though High I have a week to prepare, I uh, I still just do it moments before the show. It's like I just see I put too much thought into it and it ruined it. So now I just don't think about it at all. And then I'm like scrambling at the end and like, you never know. Some sometimes it comes out great. And by the way, you're probably going to be upset because uh, the bulls uh, keep blowing like 20 plus point leads. Uh, so yeah. knowing y'all, you're going to lose to Charlotte, which is uh very bad. And uh, just keep the game close. That like, as weird as that sounds like normally you're like, I'm comfortable with big leads, but with the bulls, like anytime that it's a semi close game, I am like very content. Granted, it doesn't always work, but like if they blow it, it's like, God, excuse me, it is what it is. But like, I mean, they've blown, was it 21, 24, 19, and it was like 17 or something um, point leads all to lose this year, which is just incredible. Um, And it's always to bad teams too, which just makes it even worse. Yeah, honestly, it just stings. I don't even think we've talked about it, but the Magic played the Bulls since the last time we recorded an episode, and they uh, sure did. And uh, y'all did blow a lead because y'all were y'all were just wrecking, or like Orlando just did not show up back to back. They played the Heat the night before; it was just a very very bad weekend. But y'all were up by like twenty something, and and like it came down close before they like ultimately just completely lost it in the fourth. Uh, which in our defense, we sat everybody. None of our starters played like the fourth quarter. So we gave you all that game. So, okay. I don't even want it before you even get to it. I don't want to hear it. A, a win is a win is a win. I'm not uh-huh. going to, I'm not going to complain. I don't care who it was against. Just, uh, just get that W in the win column and and no complaints for me. Dude, it was kind of a Vooch revenge season. Cause he kind of went off, which sure did. I big brain that play. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. One would say play Wendell Carter jr. Which I almost did, but he's been kind of so stayed away from him and I went the Vooch route and it actually ended up working out for me that weekend. So uh, we did get the L, but in so rare, we collected dubs. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Can we make right? that the the opener instead of the, whatever that Clementine pun was? 
the uh just the we're we're, we're collecting dubs here in Sower, even though the uh the magic kind of blew it against the bulls but i don't hey, know we'll see hey, hey, hey. all good no, see all good see we got to save the material for the people that make it past the first like a minute and a half when they just like hear my intros and they're just like click awful one star and then like then then the people that stick around the real ones the the true the true realist of reels then we give them the good stuff like yeah. uh like veteran specials coming back in game week 32 how about that not only that but rare players super rare players y'all are getting a veterans competition i love this competition how do you feel about this, Alec? Is this is this cool? Are you are you liking this rotation of uh of weeklies that we're getting? Are they staying too long? Are they staying too little? What are you uh how are you feeling these weeklies now that they did increase the reward pool for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. I know when uh we had talked about it kind of when they first I don't want to say blew through all the different competitions, but it was like you had a week of east, week of west. Um, it was like common or not common, um, no cap and underdog were the same week, and then U23 and veteran. Um, and it was kind of like, what's the plan going forward? And I was like, just kind of start mixing and matching some and just kind of rotate it. And I think that's kind of the best way to do it. And I mean, it's it's been great so far. Um, we're getting veteran in week 32 um, and week 31. So um, the one coming up when this one drops, we're getting um, common underdog and limited no cap. So that's that's pretty exciting to kind of get both of those back in. Um, no cap is always kind of a fun one to see what those lineups are like, but um you know, uh, underdog is also just kind of fun because it's it's a whole lot about strategy. And, you know, do you put in a, a quote unquote bigger name star? Granted, they're only going to have 30 or so points for their all time. But do you kind of blow most of your budget on one guy and just hope for for the best on that? Or do you kind of fill it in, you know, evenly with a bunch of guys around 12 to 15 points? So um, I think the strategy within underdog is always really interesting to see. So we're getting some good competitions back and I'm, I'm excited to set those lineups. I still think that underdog 60 cap is way too low. It is. It is. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a way and maybe I'm just bad. I don't know. Or maybe I just, maybe I'm just so good that I don't have any low L 10 guys, right? Like, come on now. That's, that's <laughs> obviously too good at scouting. Yeah. I'm just too good at scouting. What could I say? But it is like, so we have 110, we have 120. Why not just go 100, make it a little bit harder, not too much, or even go down to 90, give it a little bit of wiggle room, right? Still no MVP, but like, because then you really, really do have strategy because then you can really, really start sneaking in some guys where it's like, right now you stick in 120, like one L20 guy, like that's it. Like the rest of your lineup literally has to be so small to fit Mm -hmm. everything in. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. Not going to lie. And it is very, very hard because as we've talked in recent episodes, the gap, between like quality players and just guys that just never see any playing time at all is getting very, very large. And it is just, just a teeny little, little bit hard, which maybe, maybe that's the fun. Maybe some people have fun for it, but uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm yeah. And I don't like no cap cause I'm not rich and I can't afford all the big guys and yeah. I can't. So I don't know, like they're fun. Cool. But like, I've, I've kind of had this thing where I kind of focus Right now, it's like I do champion competition and then I do weekly and then just contender is like my last, just my last lineup that I've been putting in recently, which maybe I might have to rethink. But yeah, no, this week, special weeklies, I'm out. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I think veteran and U23 are probably my two favorite um, just because it kind of like Western and Eastern is fun because it's, it's specific to it. But um, I don't think there's enough, like there's still a huge wide variety. Like you can still pair 
um, like Luke or uh, Luca and uh, Jokic together, and like you're set there if you put him in Western. But like in U23 or veteran, like you really kind of have to mix and match a little bit and kind of you know strategize more. And you know, granted, there's still some really big names you can put together, but it's when you kind of go to Western Conference, it essentially somewhat goes more towards no cap where you can kind of fill it in um, from there. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for, um, you know, when U23 and veteran come back and I think those are always going to be a kind of my favorite, you know, rotating in unless we get something, you know, obscene, like a three point contest or, um, I don't know, maybe like a, it's, it's kind of going to be tough to do, but if they did like a points in the paint one, um, which like the scoring from that would be very difficult to do, but just kind of a, a contest that's out there. But yeah, I mean, a, a three point contest would be, I think very easy to scout. You're just looking at your guys that all they do is catch and shoot. Max Strews, Joe Harris, um, Wannabe, Watanabe, the guy from the Nets that you want. Watanabe? Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yep, him. Um, I don't know, just for the memes, might throw a Danny Green in there just to see what happens. But um, no, I think a a three-point contest would be really cool if they kind of added that here, you know, coming up after the the All-Star break. Yeah. You know what I really want to come back? Like the all all defense only because I did mm-hmm. so so bad in all defense. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but all my guys were getting like fours and sixes and nines, and for some reason it just I couldn't put out a lineup that was worthy of like I needed to come back so I could conquer it. I I, I need yeah. I need to figure out the you need strat. That redemption. I, yeah. I need that re- redemption season, baby. Revenge season. So. If, there, if there's one competition I want to come back, it's a uh, it's it's all defense. So uh, if so rare. If y'all could give us that bet after this veterans and under 23, which I do like veterans, like just stay, stay veterans, please stay, mm-hmm. stay. Also. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that defense. So I can play my Vucci's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Defense but, is always great for those big men too, that are, that are putting up three points a game, but you're getting eight or nine rebounds and a blocker steal. I mean, that was, that was kind of the guys to target. So um, definitely a lot of strategy on the uh, the defense only, and you can't just be simply throwing out your uh, your big name stars. Hmm. Well, we'll see how it goes. But in other news, it's not really basketball related, but I feel like we need to talk about this because it's kind of a big deal. When Prem has come to so rare, the last domino that needed to fall for so rare to be like, hey, we're here, we're the real deal. Are you finally going to play? Are you are you finally crossing over? I I know you've said before in the past that you were more uh kind of focused on the prem and you weren't going to play till the prem. So are are you are you, mm-hmm. are you as someone who doesn't really play the football side? How how did you feel about that? Does it make you go, "Ooh, I'm going to try that out" or uh, how was that news for you? Yeah, so I actually now that they got rid of uh commons, I actually have not set a uh, a football lineup since um the the drafts for each of the specific leagues is kind of cool, but I just I don't know a ton about them. So it's kind of hard for me to like put in time and then actually win a reward out of it. So, um, you know, from that, since I haven't played at all, but it, it's definitely intriguing. I mean, I was thrilled when they announced it. Um, it's going to be tough for me to do it without fully taking away from either basketball or baseball um, would love to get into Prem, but I mean, even that's, that's kind of why I'm sad they got rid of the commons because I just packed a, uh, or got a reward from a Andy Robertson. So I was kind of finally starting to get those guys that I like was recognizing and knowing. And, um, of course, then they kind of just scrapped the whole idea, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely intriguing at some point down the road, I may kind of get back in. I mean, obviously with them just announcing it, prices are sky high. So, um, hoping it comes down a little bit before maybe, you know, jumping in, or maybe I just kind of buy, 
um, the bare minimum, you know, kind of five cars and go from there. So, um, but we'll see. It's, it's definitely more intriguing for sure. So that's, that's always good. I will say I'm kind of surprised at myself that I haven't had the temptation to buy any premier league cards, even though I have been looking, I'm looking at a Trevor Chalaba, the young center back from Chelsea, Mm -hmm. go blues, you know, and I just, I like watching him play. When I watch him play, I'm like, Hey, he's pretty nice and he's young. And I I think the kid has a future. I think he's pretty good. So I've been keeping an eye on it and uh, we'll see. I might pick it up for, for what I don't really know. Cause I don't really have any European cards, but uh, it'll just be cool to have. But the common, the common thing, the thing that I really want to touch on for anybody that's listening to this and like has thought about it. And we are kind of hitting that, like we're at the peak of the roller coaster and we're about to be going down. We're mid season. Like things are going to start to wind down a little bit in the NBA from what we've seen in the other silver products and even DraftKings while playing Rainmakers towards the end of the season, it just drops off. So thinking about it, it's really cool that you can go and draft commons and not even have to worry about it. Cause the way that they did in the swaps where you can like, look at all the stats, all that stuff is now on the football side too. So you can literally set these lineups while just looking at recent scores. So kind of the way that I'm handling it, like even though, yes, I watch football and yes, I have silver data, I am only strictly playing it with the information that is giving me that so rare is giving me. Like if I was a new player and trying to see how far I can take it and uh, see, see where it goes and it's fun and it's free. So I could pay it's attention free. to it or yeah. I could not pay attention. Just put in a lineup and Hey, <laughs> the minimal knowledge that's in my head, maybe it'll win me a reward. And then maybe I could sell it and then buy a bunch of basketball cards in the off season. Mm-hmm. Turn on the light bulb. Spins because out. That is the time to be buying when everybody else is like, well, there's nothing going on. So I'm gone. Yeah. So it's a good way to look at exciting. I'm excited for it. Are we, is that going to cause a dip in the market? Have you noticed a dip in the market in the NBA market? Because I started getting some notifications like John Morant's getting pretty low. There's, there's a couple, there's some nice deals out there. I'm just saying, is this, is this related to the prem and kind of like maybe a reallocation of funds, maybe people that, hopped over to NBA or hopping back to football or vice versa. Do you, th- you think it has an effect or it's just like a minimal blip in the timeline and we're just going to roll on as a business as usual? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely does have an effect. I think a lot of people are kind of seeing that the prem is in. So either they're, you know, just switching over to football because they have that or they're already in football and not want to kind of add to their galleries. Um, I think the fact that we're just, I think actually now we're technically past mid season for halfway point for, uh, for the NBA um, kind of getting a little bit of fatigue uh, just kind of seeing some people kind of selling off cards. Um, I haven't paid a huge or close attention to the market to check on actual prices, but um, we're kind of at the point I know with baseball towards the end of the year, you kind of got that, you know, fatigue a little bit. People started selling more. Um, so I think definitely the the main cause is because of Premier League being added. But I think there is also a little bit that's just because we're right around halfway. We're kind of at the all-star break. Um, you know, now that, now that football is fully back in its full swing, Champions League is back um, in two weeks, I think it is. Um, on Valentine's Day, nonetheless. So, um, if you're if you're like me, your, that your day. Valentine's Day is going to consist of watching Tottenham. So, I'm a uh, no complaints there. But that's the worst day ever. Um, oh my god, it's it's the worst. I hate my life whenever they play, but I had nothing else I'd rather do. Um, but yeah, I think the the Premier League comment definitely is has a I think the the largest reason kind of for a little bit of a dip, or maybe not even a dip, but like less people bidding on cards or kind of things like that. 
So. I, I think it is, but the hype will die down or people pulled funds, said, I can't afford these Premier League cards anyway. They're going to come right back. They always come back. You know, they always do. Mm-hmm. Sure do. do. You, oh, do you know, I had a question and I completely forgot. Yeah, I just, just so mid just boom. Whoa, here we go. <laughs> oh, there it is. Welcome back. Ding, ding, ding. Are people selling out because the game is too hard? Because I've seen some Ooh. rumblings. I've seen some rumblings that the work that it takes to be competitive in NBA is very, very time consuming. It is very on the fly and people have had time to test this out and maybe they're like, Hey, maybe this isn't as fun as it was at the beginning. Like I'm pretty sure I said it last week, the honeymoon phase is over. Correct. Are you, are you seeing this kind of chatter too? Or is there reason to believe that that's true? Or is it just, yeah, like you said, it's just the fatigue and it's kind of just slowing down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's true. I mean, this is either the the third or fourth episode now that we've talked about it, and it's not because we're we're you know repeating it. It's just because each week it truly is getting harder and harder, um, and the fact that it's that noticeable is is definitely interesting to see. So, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it first with Luca, but um, I mean, even last week when we said guys L tens are getting too high where it's going to be tough. So, I mean, especially for underdog this week, like. I'm I'm glad it's only common because I have no clue what I'm gonna do with that. If it was in limited or even one of the higher scarcities, like I can't imagine what those lineups would look like. Um, you know, you're looking at guys that it's, you know, TJ McConnell, for example, now that um, what's his face? Tyrese Halliburton's back. Um, you know, McConnell's going back to the bench, but he went off for so long that his L10 is going to be sky high for, for quite some time. Um, cause really, I mean, he was putting up a couple of fifties mixed into there with some forties. So, you know, he went from an L10 of like 13 or 14 to, to all of a sudden now he's at about 30 or so. Um, and it's going to be a while before that comes back down. And obviously at that point, the, the underdog is kind of gone and, um, he's not going to come closer. I shouldn't say he's not going to, he shouldn't come close to just based off projections, um, what his current L10 is. So it, it's tough for those streaky guys that, you know, at one point were kind of those great, like, Oh, I'll throw them in knowing I'm going to get a big, big bump here. Now those guys are either performing at their L10, which you don't really want, or they're way underperforming. So it's, it, it makes it really tough and it's just, it's super streaky. And unfortunately that's just kind of the NBA with how often you play games. Whereas on, on the football side, you're getting one game a week, maybe two, and you fully have time to scout and go from there. Whereas, I mean, with the NBA, you're, you're ending one game week and you're starting one with games that same night. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely tough. Like, Oh, yeah. they played on Thursday. Well, guess what? They're also playing on Friday. So right. like you're, good you're luck getting figuring your that rewards out. At, yeah, you're getting your rewards at like 3 p.m. and the game locks or the uh, the week locks in like three hours. So it's like you don't even really have time to like map out because if you're waiting to set your lineup based on your rewards, you're missing news. But if you set it too early, you got to rework depending on who you get. So it's it's definitely getting harder. And I mean, I've I've been locked in at basketball since the beginning now that, you know, since there hasn't been any baseball. So um, thankfully there's really no crossover between the two, but I mean, I can't even imagine if I was also on the football side, having to, to kind of balance the two. So that's, that's definitely making it a, you know, very challenging for some users, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. Like obviously yeah. before NBA, I was just playing MLS and then I decided I was just going to focus on NBA and then MLS. Cause there's a little bit of crossover, but not a lot as one's winding down, the other one's picking up. So I had to find myself this past weekend. I literally had to tell myself like, Hey, you need to sit down here and you need to start preparing for this stuff because I have a bunch of crap 
just like most people that just started playing, I made a lot of very, 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 not very wise decisions. In my sober gallery. Very not wise decisions. It is, unfortunately, yeah. So thing is, if I want to keep playing and eventually not get, but I'm not down too, too bad, but it's more than I would like to be. But it's, hey, you really need to sit down and take the time to do this. So it's, I'm staying up late. I'm in the NBA because it's fast flowing. And I'm like, hey, I want to go relax on the couch. But hey, I should really, really start focusing on this because uh, it's sneaking up fast. And it's very, very difficult to uh, juggle two sports. So that that could be a reason why. And And this is why I bring it up. In my common champion, I was so stoked about this lineup. I was like, this is it. This is the lineup. We're going to get something massive in common champion. I had Embiid, Giannis, DeJounte Murray, because Trey was out. That was the decision behind that. And then at the end, I threw in Yuta Watanabe because the Nets were rotating a little bit. And then DeAnthony Melton because he can have some good games. They were playing two games against the Magic. Anything could happen. I got a 57, a 60, and a 76, and a pair of 22s. That's still barely enough for a Tier 2 common. Yeah, it's... Which... I get it's it. Tough. There's better scores. I, I get that the 222s, yeah, that's really ugly. But having a 76, a 60, and a 57, having three big dogs in there and still barely scratching the surface into the limited, that's kind of crazy. Especially because I think, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're, but Giannis and Embiid, I think both outscored their health times. Granted, it was probably only by a couple of points, but I mean, Murray is nowhere close to a 76. So, I mean, he for sure made up for it and um, yeah, it's ha- having a 76 in that lineup and not really coming close to anything is definitely tough, but that's just kind of where the game's headed. It feels like, and, um, I don't want to say you really have to luck into anything to get rewards, but it, it does feel like some weeks you just got to get lucky and <laughs> you, you got to get the one guy that is like, Oh, he's got it. He's got a nice score, but it, it's nothing special. And you turn the game off and then all of a sudden, you know, you get a news notification. It's like, Oh, surprise. He dropped like 20 points in the fourth quarter. And it's like, all right, well, there we go. So, I mean, it's it's very streaky. It's very kind of random and sporadic, but that's basketball. Yeah, and some of these guys are just so good that sometimes once a year, you just got to throw them in a game together and call it the All-Star Game. Ooh. And uh, we got those lineups officially. I don't know, last we week sure we got did. the starting lineups, but this year, or this year, this week, <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, oh, it's been a long time since I talked to you, boy. This week. We got all the reserves. We got the bench players. Have you have you had a chance to look at this list yet? Have you uh, taken a gander at uh, what we got? Yeah, I sure did. Um, just to kind of call it back quickly earlier when we, um, I forgot how long ago it was, but I, I said Shea Gilgis would be an Alexander, or Shea Gilgis Alexander, excuse me. I almost said Shea Gilgis would be an Alexander. Um, <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander would be an all-star. Um, he did make the reserve list. So him and Ja both made it as the, uh, the backup guards with, uh, with Damian Lillard for the West. So um, that, that felt good. He definitely deserves it. Um, Lori Markkinen, who, uh, who is everyone's favorite rare player right now LOL the Bulls. Um, in the, uh, in the sits community. Yeah. Was a, and former bull made that too. So that was a, that was pretty cool. Um, out of the, uh, out of the West, no deer and Fox is definitely tough. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, that was kind of interesting, especially with Aaron Jackson Jr. Making it. Yes. I mean, Sabonis, Sabonis making it was, you know, definitely great, but, I mean, to make put Sharon Jackson in there with Sabonis, I think was kind of tough. Um, and then Paul George rounds out that that final Western spot, which he's kind of been on and off. He's been banged up all year, but I mean, when he's played, he's been he's been great. So 
Um, I, I think Fox over Jaron Jackson would be interesting, but it's also tough because for the reserves, like I, I feel like the coaches and players don't really care a whole lot about it. Um, I mean, the, right. the starters is really kind of where guys, you know, you get your bonuses, you know, it's, it's a big honor for that, but for the reserves, it's kind of just a quick, you go down the list and boom, 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 done. You're with that. So, um, you know, from the West, you know, no, no deer and Fox is definitely interesting. Um, no, Anthony East, Edwards, though, no, Anthony Edwards was also interesting to see no that AD? too. Yeah. That was, a. Uh, that was kind of tough, um, but you know it, it is what it is. Especially because he's been playing. What he's got? He's got thirty. He's been averaging thirty-eight minutes a night in his last ten. So I mean, he's he's playing. He's putting up big numbers, especially with uh, with Cat and um, Go Rudy Gobert both missing a lot of time Rudy. this year. So yeah, he's a uh, he's tried carrying the weight a little bit, and it's it's working for him. But yeah, to to not get that All Star bit is definitely a a tough one for him. So. Um, hopefully they kind of find a way or if someone pulls out because they get injured or anything like that, he'll, I'm, he'll be I'm one of those. I'm just saying, put guys. some respect on Aaron Gordon's name, okay? Because I know Jokic is there. But Aaron Gordon is having himself a season, and he's part of the reason why Denver's so good. Should have given him a shout. Yeah. Just saying. Axe Magic Boy. I still got a little soft spot for Aaron Gordon, even though he was kind of a dick after he left. But whatever, bro. You were here long enough. <laughs> it he is suffered, what it is. He, he, he suffered with this. pretty good, but yeah, he's... <laughs> Through and through. Uh, let me see who we got in the East here. Um, so the East, I'll just run through it real quick. Tyrese Halliburton, which is is great. He's been having a great year in yes, Indy. Um, Drew Holiday, who I was shocked to see made it. Um, he made it over Jalen Brunson, James Harden, um, even Darius Garland, who's had a, a really good year this year. Kind of yeah. not out of nowhere, but um, with Colin Sexton leaving, that was a that was kind of a big snub for him. Um, Jalen Brown, uh, my boy DeMar DeRozan, Julius Randle, who we've talked about now, it seems like a lot, just kind of as a, a sneaky star for so rare. Talk about um, that dip, obviously, by the way. He is cheap, cheap right now. Just sorry. He had another sorry dip. Interrupting. Oh, yeah. It's, no, it's, you're good. It's like I'm gonna, low. I had, I had, I had to interject real quick uh, to interrupt you for the uh, Julius Randle price update in which – he is very, very cheap yeah. for the scores that you get. So just saying, just saying. Yeah. Since we talked about him, that was right around when he hit his peak, and it's been nothing but downhill since, which is very good for us and anyone who listens because we've been we've been talking about him for a while. Okay. So um, I may it's have like, to oh, kinda... no, he had a bad game. He put up 36 points. Oh, <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah. Um, so that's, that might be something I may have to, uh, pick up here right after this episode, actually, now that we, uh, we'll have to kind of check out that price a little bit more. So, um, interesting Julius Randall, maybe joining the, uh, you know, the, the weekly new roster and new lineup each week. Is that going to be your, well, you have Dame though, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ooh. So actually yeah, the, the, the three a, stars, it's, it's Dame Vooch and, uh, Jalen Brunson. So, uh, that's actually I, I might pretty be inclined. That's actually a pretty good pickup for you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go like deep brain your gallery here. But having Randall to counter your Dame now, if you ever get the East West competitions, now you have oh it's like oh it's West competitions, so I'll play Dame over here because I can play Julius Randall over here. And now you're like ah ah, you got that little synergy. There you go. Oh, big words, <laughs> biggest word I know. What's up? Big word, <laughs> big words. Talk about James Harden not making this uh this all-star team though, because again, James with, without James Harden, I don't think Joel Embiid's putting up as uh putting up the numbers that he's putting up. 
No. Having that second star is, is huge for Embiid. I mean, he can get his any night, but when you can't just simply, you know, sit back and double him, you have to worry about James Harden either distributing, driving, or shooting. Like it's that's huge. So to not see him, um, Embiid also tweeted out, let me see, when did he say this? Um, he had a tweet like right when it was released. I'm trying to quickly kind of scramble and pull it up. Um, but he was very upset that uh his teammate didn't make the all-star reserve. Oh, really? So kind of Kind of the same thing where hopefully he finds a way to to make it in here. Um, but uh here we go. I just yeah, he said y'all got some explaining to do, and he added the NBA. So nothing nothing Ooh. too crazy, but but gets the point across real quick that uh his teammate and uh and point guard should have made the all-star game. So and I mean he's got he's got a uh a, a very good point for sure. Also, I'm gonna have to shout out Siakam here for a second because I get mm-hmm. the Raptors have been kind of but at the beginning of the season, Siakam was putting up some crazy numbers. Which I don't even know why I'm defending him right now because he killed my lineup this weekend. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm glad you didn't make the all. Yeah. Skirt! Clip that out. Forget I say it. Don't put that in the airwaves because uh, I'm mad at Siakam and Nick Claxton right now. So, Yeah, Nick Claxton! He's been having a season two. Speaking of that, even though I'm mad at him right now, come on. Well, yeah, instead we got Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie's a starter too, which I'm still kind of like, yeah, interesting, but I don't know. It, uh, it, it is what it is at this point, I guess. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of tough, but, but that's, that's all star about it. And that's what happens when you let the fans kind of dictate a majority of who gets, uh, invited to not only invited, who gets to start in the all-star game. So, um, we've, we've been, or I shouldn't say we, the, the fans of NBA have been calling that the fan vote needs to be lessened. Um, as opposed yes. to just the basic 33% that it is right now. And it's, they haven't listened and it's just been kind of tough to continuously or to see it year in and year out that guys are now either not starting or not making the all-star game in general, because, oh, I'm going to vote for my favorite player, my favorite team's players and starting five. And, and that's going to be it. So it's uh, it's something that needs work, but on the sober side, doesn't really uh, affect us too much. Yeah. It's just fun to talk about because uh, yeah, we we have we we build a relationship with these guys because we put them in our exactly. lineups every week and then we just get mad at them. It's like it's like a it's like yeah. a very toxic relationship. Correct. But I refuse but I to will leave. say though, like, oh, I'm I'm never leaving. Yeah, it's it's I'm I'm stuck I'm here for leaving. life. But I, I think it would be cool. I don't think they'll do it. But if so, we made a special game week for the All Star game. Um, now I don't know, I guess you just have to kind of go no cap for it because otherwise you're blowing, like, there's no way you'd fit guys in. Um, but just kind of as a way to reward players for either having the cars or if you want to go out and buy them, I think that'd be kind of a, a cool thing to do, um, during that little, I guess it's just half a week or a weekend with no games. So, um, that'd be kind of cool to, to, you know, keep it interesting for that week as opposed to just simply saying here, go watch these games. And, and that's kind of it. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that today. Where I was like, okay, they did something special for Christmas and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, well, let's celebrate the All-Star weekend and the All-Star game. And I was sitting there thinking, what can we do? And I came up with a whole lot of nothing. Because it just, it wouldn't be fair, right? There's just only so many guys that you're asking everybody on the platform to go play for these, let's be honest, probably not so great rewards. And I feel like it would just break the uh, break the market a little bit. And they probably just don't want that. It's just it's not enough because you see it on the football side, too, where there if there's not a lot of games, they just won't open up the competition for that region just because it just That's doesn't fair. make sense to. Yeah. But I agree it would be cool or 
they can combine the All-Star game with the Jordan Rising Stars game, which is the only game that actually matters because Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner made the squad. Wagner. Oh, yeah. I am. I honestly, I'm kind of more excited for this uh, Rising Stars game than I am the uh, the All Star game. I don't know, just me. How yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I've always loved the Rising Stars game. It's fun just to kind of see the the next batch of talent. Um, typically, you'll get guys that don't make the All Star game but make the Rising Stars one. Like Luca and Trey both went after each other in uh, the Rising Stars challenge their rookie year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot of big names and big stars on there. Obviously you're, you're two magic guys. Um, I think the, the thing that I'm most excited for is Scoot Henderson from the G league is going to be playing in it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, looking like he's going to be a lock for the number two overall pick. So kind of seeing how he compares to, to NBA talent right off the bat like that is, is going to be a nice little sneak peek. Oh, 100%. And the whole world's going to be watching that, right? Because, yeah, wait, so why didn't they get Wemby? Is it because he's playing in France? Because, yeah. oh, yeah, because when they played over here, it was just they were playing against a G League team, but he's actually playing in France, right? Right. Yeah. That was just, I think, like an exhibition or kind of like a, a warm up to get him going. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see Wemby in it. But obviously, with him playing in France, it's kind of tough to, to do that. You can't really just pick one guy up out of a season and making him miss games to come play um, in an exhibition game. But yeah, I mean, just to, just to see Scoot, who I think a lot of people are overlooking him because all the talk is about Wemby. Mm-hmm. Um, Scoot Henderson, if Wembenyama was not in this draft class, Scoot Henderson would be the like surefire lock is number one and everyone would be all over him. So like, that's just, that's kind of some tough luck for him. Um, I feel a little bad for him. He's kind of stuck playing second fiddle, even though, I mean, just from watching these dudes highlights, like he's a hooper, like he can play. So I think really seeing him, this will be a good opportunity for um, fans that haven't really seen him or watched him play to kind of, you know, get in front of them and be like, this kid's legit. Like, just because you missed out on the one pick, like if you get two, that's basically like a, like, it's kind of like one, a one B in a way. So I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. And 100% like, this will be his moment, right? This will be mm-hmm. his, hey, Wemby's not here to overshadow me. We get everybody loves Wemby, but hey, this is my time to shine. Watch me actually hang with these players that are already in the NBA and really, really show what I got. So it's great for him. But at the same time, not having all that pressure and not having all that press just of your butt the entire time when you're trying to work your way to your dream must be fantastic. Oh, like low key, absolutely. Low key, yeah. he has the final laugh because he's. You have fun with Wemby over there. I'm just gonna sit over here quietly <laughs> work on my game. When I get to the league, it's just gonna smack everybody just mm-hmm. in the face. Like, whoa, who is this guy? And then it's just gonna be that much better. It's like it's the buildup. It's the climax yeah. of the NBA draft next year. Because aside from those two, I I don't really know. And everybody, I couldn't tell. You, I mean, I haven't looked, but I also couldn't tell you who's gonna be in it. All, all the smarter basketball people that I listen to on my shows and stuff, they're all just like, eh, yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of those two. And then just after that, you, you completely missed out. So um, that'll be a, that that's kind of tough if, uh, if you get the third pick, but uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Hey, they all be sleepers. They, they be sleepers. Sometimes Foz Wander was like six Stay or something. Sleeping. So, you know, be like that, but I want to do something fun. We're going to, you know, I'd be liking to play my games. I love, I love, I like games. Y'all got games. Y'all got games. So this rising stars list, right? We have 
obviously the way this works is four teams. Oh, by the way, shout out to my dog, Joakim Noah, who is a coach for the Rising Stars. One of the coaches. Is he for the really? Rising- yes. I was so Let's excited. That's, yes. that's very exciting. I didn't know that. That's awesome. And Pau Gasol, too, which is also sick. So like, look at this. It's, just, it's like a little Chicago Bulls reunion. That's that's fun. Yeah, it's Jason Terry, Deron Williams, Paul Gasol, and Joe Kim Noah. So obviously, I hope that Paolo and Franz go to Joe Kim Noah's team because that would be sick. But the same way that there's four different teams, I want to do a little draft. And for those of you that are listening to this in podcast form, because it's the only form that we release it as of now, to be a eventually working on it in my brain, but. We'll post this in the show notes. We'll post this in a tweet. But right here, right now, Alec, let's draft a five-man SoWare lineup. Obviously, positions don't matter in SoWare. We, we are positionless basketball here at SoWare and SoWare in the States. So let's do a little draft. Uh, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go just draft your dream team? Do you want to go one and one? How do you, how do you want to do this? I, th- I think we can snake it. I think that kind of gives it makes it a little interesting too. kind of lets the uh, the listeners kind of pick a winner that um, I think if we just kind of went a true dream team, then I think a lot of our players would kind of cross over. Um, so, yeah, I think a true just kind of, you know, one of us goes and it's two picks back to back and that like just kind of snake it back and forth, I think would be kind of a, a fun way to do it. It also just kind of gets us talking about more guys that, uh, you know, people could be looking at for cards here for sure. Yes, yes, yes. And when we post this episode and you guys hear this, post your teams down below and what team you would like to see. Or it could even be your show, so show your show rare wish list words. We got this. Words. But uh, since, since I came up with this fun game, I'll let you go first. I, ain't, I, ain't I was actually going to say the same thing. No, I was going to say this is your I idea. Scurred. So I will, I will let you go with the first pick. This was your idea. You're the brains behind this. So I will. Uh, I will respectfully defer to the number two pick here and uh, kind of let you bask in your glory here. Oh, okay, fine. We all know what I'm going to choose. Paolo Bancaro. Because okay. I need to, you know? It's it's my guy. Paolo Bancaro is my guy, and I need to go with my guy. All right, Alec, who you got? Rookie of the year, Paolo Bancaro, too. I am actually going to go completely against the Sower route because I was just kind of talking about it nonstop. We're going to go Scoot Henderson here. Ooh. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him early and... Uh, I don't know. It might be a little bit of a reach here, but I mean, I, I was just talking about him nonstop. So I feel like for me not to take him right here would, uh, you know, kind of be distasteful a bit. Okay. Okay. Well, for, for the scenes, I'm going to let Franz slip a little bit just because it would just be too predictable. I'm telling you now, I'm not taking Franz. I, okay. I have beef with his brother, so he's oh. all yours if you want to save him to the oh. end. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, that, that, he's all yours. All right. Fine. Well, we'll, we'll save that for the end for the content, but I'm actually going to go Josh Giddy here because Josh Giddy this year, just little by little, has kind of stepped it up, which also kind of sucks because he's taken away some of, of SGA's points. He's taken a little bit of mm-hmm. that usage. But uh, Josh Giddy's having himself a season. He is, I just like watching him play basketball. He's like one of those guys when I watch an OKC game, I just always gravitate to Giddy. So uh, yeah, I'm about to go with Josh Giddy on this one. Yeah, he just does everything too. He can score, he can rebound, he can pass the ball. So I mean, from a sower perspective, that's a uh, that's a great guy to have. Um, I mean, I'm looking through this list here now, and there's a there's a guy that I want to take, but I think he'll slip to me next round. So I'm gonna pass 
Um, but I'm going to go Evan Mobley here, who I, uh, Ooh, I actually okay. have on my non-server, which is my fantasy basketball team. I, I loved him last year. He was great at USC. Um, lanky big man who can, you know, kind of shoot the three a little bit as decent ball handles or ball handling skills. So, yeah, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go Evan Mobley here. Oh, OK. OK. I am going to go I'm trying to decide where I want to go here. Uh, okay. You know what? We're going to Jose Alvarado because yes, he, he's just a dog on defense and he's, he's a, he's, he's a mini Caruso basic. Can you imagine Jose Alvarado and Caruso on a squad? Just dude, it would be the pest of the NBA, but it would be so fun to watch. And Jose Alvarado is kind of sneaky and sober sometimes. Not this week because he kind of killed me, but uh, great for all defense too. Hey, that that he is. So, I'm gonna go Jose yeah. Alvarado for that one. All right, I'm gonna go with someone who is actually on my sower team or on my gallery that I play. Um, I believe every week, if not just about every week. Um, we're gonna go Jaden Ivy here from Detroit. So that's uh, he he's been one of my favorite kind of you know low or mid L10 guys. Um, because of how streaky he is, he typically has, you know, one very good game and then one kind of mid to bad game each game week. So um, kind of keeps that L10 down a, a bit as opposed to what his kind of, you know, his ceiling is. So, yeah, we got to uh, got to stick with the boys here and uh, the guys that I know. So we're going to go with uh, Jaden Ivey. All right. All right. Jaden Ivey. I like I like that. There's a there's a lot of big fans on the Ivy. Could have gone Durin, Jalen Durin, too. But OK, with the Ivy, I'm going to go. I need some size on my. uh my squad. I'm gonna go with a uh, Sengun from the Rockets because okay. he's kind of had he's had a he's a the rock. If the Rockets can facilitate their offense through him, then things would be awesome. And he's just been killing it in so rare. So uh, Sengun, welcome to. Yeah. I, lo- I love how we're now. saying we're going positionless, and then you say I need some size on this team, and then you pick hey, a big man. So hey. that's. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say I needed a center. I didn't say I needed a five. Okay. I just said I needed a bigger. Just, I just need some, someone need to some get any rebound. I yeah. need some size. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm actually going to counter that by taking Franz Wagner. No, I'm kidding. That would a uh, that would be a good little snake move if I uh, if I said I was saving him. But um, man, I am. We're going to stay kind of small here. Actually, um, we're going to go Benedict Matherin. So we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna stay kind of young here. Good guy off the bench. I mean, obviously not coming off the bench when you're only taking five players, but um, he's been very good for uh, for Indy this year. And you know, if it wasn't for Boncaro, then uh, I I think Benedict Matherin kind of has a, a good shot at winning Rookie of the Year. So um, we're gonna go with uh, with him here. A little eggs Benedict Matherin, bro. I mm-hmm. like it. I like it. Oh, dude, this last one's hard. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna go like a four and a half and a five just because i have i have to for my heart and my soul i need to go with franz but this we'll, list of we'll players six. You, 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 this, yeah, this no, list of players is just like bench. franz yeah. is like not like you know like kind of it's a given but like not for the sake of uh, uh walker kessler kind of sneaky out of nowhere he's starting to have a good season andrew nemhard it's good jeremy so jeremy szechuan sauce has been great but i think he just got hurt like a night or two he did ago? yeah as of a last night he did is it, um, is it a serious yeah. injury i don't know i haven't seen an update um i just saw the notification that he wasn't starting the second half and just kind of jumped on it real quick and uh and picked up malachi branham to to kind of replace that just in case um and so i was i was the first purchase before the the bump actually took off so i was very proud of that was on the, uh, the front end of some news for the first time since uh since we started playing so right here 
You can't win them all, but we won this one. Let's go. All yes, right. sir. Even more synergy. That's the word of the episode. Synergy. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. Okay. All right. So some, some have the argument here. who really deserved rookie of the year, but, uh, you know, we'll go a little Scotty. He's getting a little hot. He's young. He got size. He can stuff. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going. Oh, I have to. Oh, there's. I just saw a video before we did this podcast where he missed like four like shots beneath the rim, like in a row, just could not get it to fall. And it was just ridiculous. <laughs> so I thought about it. I was like, Oh God, that is a definition to Scotty Barnes. That's, so you never know what you're going to so get. Tough. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's my, that's my final pick. What you got? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess if you're going with some size, I have to at least take someone that can, uh, that can play down low. And uh, you kind of hinted at him, but we're going to go Walker Kessler here who uh, filled in great for marketing while he was hurt. Um, defensive machine. He's, you know, he's had a bunch of blocks and uh, consecutive games here. Um, yeah, like six about or seven the other night, on. something like that. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll have a night where he'll just pop off for five or six blocks. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to find the stat at this point, but um he had, I think he had a double double last night, and then he also had seven blocks in that same game. And it was like the he was, I think, like either the fourth or fifth player in NBA history to have like that type of st- like it was whatever the the percentage was with shooting field goal percentage as well. Um, it was like the fourth or fifth player in NBA history to have that kind of stat line. So um, definitely a, a young guy. Obviously, he's a rookie here, so. Um, we're gonna go with him and get some size here. Um, and then if you're taking uh, Franz Wagner, I'm gonna go in, um, and just for the fun of it, because we're making our last pick kind of a, a personal one, I'm gonna go Mac McClung here, uh, who's just in the G League, um, but is still participating in the dunk contest. So yeah, I I, don't I saw somebody else talking about before, that. But what what's yeah. up with that? Are people like outraged? Is it cool? Is it what's what's the story there? I don't really think people care because if you watch his mixtape from high school and college, the dude can do some unreal dunks. So, uh, or his hoop mixtape, I guess. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. His highlight, his highlight reel. (laughs) What are you dropping Um, them bars? Like he's living on Mars. Ooh. See, where was that? Candy bars. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, he can, he can throw down. So I think people are, it's kind of weird to see a G league guy in it, but at the same time, like, I mean, he like if he was on an NBA roster, he would be in it. So, um, yeah, we're we're gonna go with that for with uh with Mac for sure, just to kind of kind of you know round it out, get some highlights in there. Um, at the very least, during warmups and layup lines, we're uh, we're getting some good content for sure. All right, all right, I'll take it. I will, I will take these. I almost went with. I should have gone with Walker Kessler. <sighs> Anyways, I, I we got you were gonna take him. You started talking about him, and I was like, "Oh, I really gotta scramble and put something together here." Oh, that was that was gonna be your last pick, anyway. Yeah, that was gonna be the last one, anyway. So you, you said his name, and I'm like panicking. I'm going through this list, like I need a big man, but like I'm not a huge fan of anyone that's out of here, and like I didn't want to take someone just to take one. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that he slipped to me at a at five there. So it'll it'll be fun to see how close we were with some of these teams. But you got Scoot Mobley, Jaden Ivy, Eggs Benedict Matherin. And Walker Kessler with Mac on the bench. I got Bancaro, Josh Giddy, Jose Alvarado, Sangu. I got Scotty, and then Franz on the bench. Those are uh, some some pretty gnarly teams there we got. Pretty gnarly for sure. Hey, I will take it. If you guys are listening to this, I want to know what your five-man start and your six-man off the bench would be. Post it down there. Roast ours if you want. Tell us how dumb our picks were, how smart we were and how i want to use one of these lineups in so rare and try to win 
imagine if like we just went out and put out these lineups and just we should do that. That's too much money. Ooh. That's too much money. Just buy all these guys and just throw them on a lineup and then just see who does better. Like really put our money on the line. <laughs> that could I mean, be something. I don't know if you can do it through private leagues, but I guess you might have to own the card then, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we could technically keep track of it over the weekend, like a unofficial official mm-hmm. kind of maybe, maybe. Hey, maybe we'll do that. And we'll, we'll tell we'll you all see. the results next episode. If we get some tweets, yeah. some reactions, some, some conversation flowing over this. Yeah. We'll do it next weekend. Uh, We'll we'll throw that thing in there. Should we get to should we get to swap up? Oh, I think Jorge froze. No, we're good. Nah, we're good. I got gotcha. you. There we go. I was like, uh oh. No, it, I was actually caught between two minds. We're going was, solo the rest of the uh, the episode here. I was like, I was like, dude, do I want to go somewhere else? Do we just go to the strat? I was trying to figure out where we wanted to like go. And then I kind of just paused and I saw you kind of freak out a little bit and I just kind of held it and it worked. So uh yeah, Got him. we were joking earlier in the week that uh, that if you ever left the pod, this is just going to become me ranting about the Bulls for an hour every week. And uh, <laughs> I, believe me, I was I was ready. Um, I was uh, I, I, I the lights were on and I was I was ready to cook. So, oh, um, actually, thankfully question, for the listeners, you don't have to deal with that. Well, they're going to have to deal with it a little bit. What's the deal with Desumu? 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 Is he? Because uh, he his his L ten is pretty low, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is he? He's is he, very he's very streaky as a scorer. Um, he does, he, it's kind of in a sense like Caruso, but Caruso's better at putting stats in the stat sheet. Um, Desumu does a lot of things well that don't appear in a box score. God, gotcha. so if you watch the game, he makes a lot of impactful plays. He makes the extra pass. He's in the right spot, whatever it is. But if you just look at the box score, he'll have some nights where he's like two of eight for shooting. You're like, oh, this guy stinks, but it's like, he, he doesn't have a ton of assists, but it's because he's rather than taking that contested three, he's making that extra pass to the corner. He's doing that. So it's kind of like one of those, those examples where it's like, he's really good in game. Right. But if you're playing from a fantasy perspective or a so rare perspective, like he's, he's not, not the best, but um, with Lonzo ball, apparently being nowhere close to coming um, returning back. I mean, the bulls are an injury away from turning to IO at starting point guards. So um, it's, <laughs> It's, I mean, he, he couldn't, he'd obviously get more minutes enough to kind of take on a bigger role at that point. But, um, yeah, I, I was excited for him earlier in the year. Right. Um, but just his production from a stat wise hasn't really been there. Yeah. I mean, he started, he started. The only reason I say it is because I hear his name come up a lot and he's sitting on an L15 and he's shown that he could hit like a high 30 sometimes from time to time, which realistically doubling that L10 with a guy that you're just sticking at the end of the lineup, which, doing what you want him to do it's kind of so i had i had to get the inside scoop from someone that watches the bulls spot i, mm-hmm. I had to figure out if there was actually uh some upside there if there was a looking good a we'll find out in the coming uh games here whether we're gonna Wemby watch or not so is, is that gonna be the deciding factor on io it's uh i i don't think the bulls are gonna go full in towards Wemby watch um they got a couple calls about uh so they're gonna blow kobe white today in the past couple of days um which they declined um they want two first round picks for alex caruso which i mean really that's never gonna happen but alex honestly, caruso is two it. first like, rounds dude if, if someone comes to you and offers you two first round picks for alex caruso then like that's a win for the bulls so it's kind of one of those things that like you set the price so in high what world? Dumb enough to offer it. Yeah. Like if, if someone wants to offer that, you take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But yeah it's, it's Caruso's not going anywhere. He's kind of the heart and soul of this team. And 
Um, he, he's a fan favorite and you know, the, the Lakers are definitely kicking themselves for just letting him walk and lowballing him. And I um, mean, we've, we embraced him in Chicago. Although I will shout out your boy, Patrick Williams though, because he has been on kind of a heater and he's been doing great for me mm-hmm. in common. So uh, that's all of the good things I got to say about the bulls because just talking about the bulls upsets me. Why? Cause they beat the magic last week. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. And also cause you like Zing. them. So that just automatically makes me hate them. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Uh, let's what do this. Let's do this swappy thingy. I need to do mine ASAP because jokes on you. Guess who's pumping Jabari Smith? Guess who I picked up Jabari Smith saying that someone on the Blazers is probably going to go out and he's going to step up. Sure enough, boom, boom, ka-ching. Got Jabari Walker pump and the Drew Eubanks that I bought the other night worked out because Nurkic went out half game and then so I got a double pump on the blazers well there we go that's the uh that that's what you love to see the double pump and who knows what happens with uh you know with the trade deadline coming up maybe that makes it even a a bigger pump there too so we'll see hopefully it works out yeah i uh yeah i forgot what i was gonna say all right where are you going where are you going where are you going where are you going i don't know, I think uh, i just i pulled my swap here just to see which uh it, it, it's tough because cody martin has not played since uh, I, I did the swap, so I don't know what the cap is on how many times in a row I can keep him. Um, uh, there really is none. Looking to be at these cards that I could get for him, it's just it's abysmal. Um, I mean, Davis Bertans, Jock Landell, Dwayne Dedman, who I already have a comment on. Yikes! Um, Scotty Pippen Jr., who is in the G League right now, actually, and then Luke Cornett. Um, so I love Luke nothing Cornett great. so much. Um, there's talks that uh, that Cody Martin may come back this weekend, but I, know, I I feel like I just I have to hold and and wait till he comes back because I can't afford to to go backwards at this point and kind of potentially risk uh, having another Dale and Terry situation on our hands. Boy, or a Jeff Green situation. I'm still suffering. <clears throat> All right, who's back yeah. now? and been putting up good numbers, so you, you swapped hey. them out like two weeks too early, which is tough. But it's at least you have two of them, or you had two of them. Now you have one. Still. I still have you three because I, I have t- I have two limiteds and one common still. So uh, ah. yeah, see now get- it's it's you get spin zone. Yeah, you know we'll get off those bags eventually. Uh, so are are you you're sticking? You're sticking around for one more week? If I'm allowed to stick with Cody Martin, I think that's that's what I have to do yeah, this week. That's fine. If you start getting to like four or five, then we might have to cap it. But uh. Two weeks. It's the it's right. Great. The season ends. Cody Martin still has not played, and I just refuse to swap him. <laughs> Never. Well, I got my Jabari Walker, who's pumped up a little bit. So from an L five, I'm looking at Orlando Robinson and an L eleven. I got Davion Mitchell at L twelve. Mm. Deshaun Nix for L four. Saban Lee for thirteen, and Dean Wade for sixteen, who just came back for the Cavs too, and has been kind of doing okay. Definitely getting off Jabari this week. Do I go? I'm thinking Davion Mitchell or Dean Wade at this point. That's that's what I was kind of leaning to. Um, I don't. That's uh, huh. Uh, Mitchell's kind of been I, slipping down on the rotation a little bit. That's because I have his limited, and he used to kind of be like a sneaky. Like his L10 was around 10. Sometimes he'd put up 15 to 20, but um, he's kind of been sneaking back in the rotation, which is a little scary. Um, I don't know. Those are two solid options, though, for sure. Well, they have one game this weekend, and then, yeah, two next weekend. They have the Pacers, Wizards, Pistons, and Pelicans coming up for the Cavs. I might just go Dean Wade, to be honest. Hope he gets in a little rotation. I know they've been kind of struggling. That's a solid pick, yeah. 
Because who is who, who's it that's yeah, Karis Lavert got ruled out. Donovan Mitchell got ejected. Oh well. Oh that's new. Okay. <laughs> well, there Donovan we Mitchell got ejected tonight. Uh live on air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. Breaking news. Uh, Breaking surprise moves. if you're a Cavs fan. Well, I guess you'd already know that, huh? Uh yeah, Dean Wade. Okay, let's go. Jabari Walker L5 to Dean Wade at L16. Let's go, boys. Pulling that's, ourselves that's a solid flip right there. Pulling ourselves out of the pit. Let's go. Thank you, but hope you're okay, people from the Blazers who got hurt. Alec. It's tough. Do you have anything else you would like to talk about? Anything you want to bring up? Anything on your mind? Uh, anything else? I mean, not really. It's 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 so rare we're having fun. Um, the Bulls are winning right now, so um, they've also got 69 points. Nice. Uh, they're up 11. <laughs> nice. So we are we are still in the safe spot of it's not a huge lead. Um, 11 is is still a bad lead to blow, but it's once once you hit like 15, then it kind of gets kind of gets in some dangerous territory. So for now, we're still comfortable. Um, we'll see what uh what the reaction is next week if uh, if the Bulls can hang on or if it's going to be another one of those. Uh, you know, you get a big lead, you blow it to a bad team, and um, it's just it's tough. Hey, wouldn't it be the Bulls if they won, right? That's true. I, I I hate to say it, but that's just that's what happens. Well, I hope oh, your Bulls Alex lose. So also just got a sprained right foot and will not return to tonight's game. So, well, I hope you listen to this before anymore. the game week locks, uh, because uh, don't pick Caruso. <laughs> there you go. You heard it yeah. here first, yeah, yeah. live on so rare in the states basketball. Win some rewards, just don't win any better than me. And you'll probably beat Alex, so that's a thing. So uh, uh, that doesn't take much skill anyways. Whoosh.